<laughs> paper, yeah. It's our time. Soon we're gonna get some drops in here of just the haha paper that it's our times, mother drops. But welcome to the Paperboy Prince podcast, um, episode one. That's the name we're working under right now. So happy to be here. First off, if you don't know, my name's Paperboy Prince, Paperboy Love Prince, Paperboy Prince of the Suburbs. I'm an artist, an activist, uh, athlete, motivational speaker kind of jack of all trades type of person um not really the best at describing all that i do it's a lot that's what we have a podcast for though so no need to feel rushed right um so we'll talk more about all of that soon um yeah and i'm also running for mayor let me not bury the lead here running for mayor of new york city uh for 2021 it's our time Woo. And I'm excited about that. Listen, the the mayoral campaign. There's so many things to say, and I think I want to use this podcast as not only a a way to like kind of push political propaganda. Because make no mistake, when you see these candidates with podcasts, when you see them on their social media, their Twitter, their books, their flyers, that's all political propaganda. As is this, but this is with love, and I don't want it to just be pushing that political. So I want to give you know, a real life um, insight onto what's going on with the campaign and everything that goes on with that, kind of the behind the scenes of of city politics and um, some of the stuff that I have to deal with and, and that we have to deal with as a campaign. So, um, you know, I want to make it real is what I'm saying. I don't just want to talk about, oh, yeah, this is what I, I want to make it real um, and honest and, and there'd be something for people to learn from. I wanted to get into a motivational message to start, to officially start. You know, a lot of times in life, we wait for some big thing to make us switch how we move. You know, we wait for uh, an act of God, if you will, to change how we're moving. We wait for the coronavirus. We wait for a storm. We wait for... um, you know, loss or some big event to make us change our behavior, rethink things. I'm here to tell you that don't wait for that big event to change it up. You got to change it up now. If you want something different, if you want a different result, if you want bigger things to come, you have to change how you're moving right now. You can't wait for something to happen. A lot of people are waiting for something to happen to them. You got to be the thing that happens. You want to wait for a thing to happen, meanwhile not realizing you can be the thing that happens. Do y'all hear what I'm saying right now? That's that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Like I'm not going to wait for um, anything to happen to tell me, yo, paperboy, you got to get more focused. Yo, paperboy, you have to um, read up on this. No, 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 no. I'm going to make that decision right here, right now. We get so focused on you know, waiting for signs. And and part of what happens is movies, and that's what I was talking about propaganda earlier. Pa- part of what happens is movies and television shows and books have um, conditioned us, religion as well, have conditioned us to think in a very reactionary way of like, oh, this act of God happens. And when I say act of God, I just mean a big thing. So I'm not talking about God specifically. I just mean a big thing happens. Um... 
this event happens and then, oh, now I should act. No. You got to get out of that mindset that the movies ha have put you in to, to, to feel like that's when you got to do something. You just got to make moves. You got to do it. You have to do it. You have to be your own biggest cheerleader. They're, they lied to us in life and told us that it's going to be our best friends, that it's going to be our family, that it's going to be uh, the mysterious neighbor next door that, that's going to be the biggest cheerleader. No, the biggest cheerleader for you is going to have to be you. Sometimes you're going to have to carry that mantle to, to get it going. People don't even know what they like until you show it to them. Until you give it to them. That's how I feel about this campaign. Hold up. Segway. Ha, <laughs> paper. Yeah. No, but seriously, that's how I feel about this campaign. People don't know what you like until you give it to them. A question that I get oftentimes, which surprises me because I'm so deep into it, uh, it being the, po the this political world, is that, is this serious or is it a joke? Like, am I really running for mayor? Or is it a joke? Um, you know, and I'm always like, that's a good question. I want to give a person a great answer um, because the fact that they even ask that means that they have some level of interest or curiosity. And, you know, I'll say that this is very real. It's probably the realest campaign of all time. Um, but it's also a joke. But the joke is that it on the surface it may seem like a joke. And then when you actually um, delve in and realize what we're doing, it's actually the most real thing uh, that you can find. And, and you'll see that the, the joke is that the whole system is a joke. Um, and that we're the ones keeping it real. So basically what I'm saying, the more that the, the music is out there, the more that our uh, videos, our dances are out there, the more that we're bringing in new people to be civically engaged, get involved in politics, ultimately making this country, this city, this state, right, more democratic. Because the uh, smaller amount of people that you have in the pool of democracy the less democratic it is. One of the things that, that I would saying in our congressional run is only 4% of registered Democrats traditionally before uh, the election that I ran in um, voted in their primaries, only 4%. So that means that 4% of just registered Democrats, that's not even like New Yorkers um, in general, or voters, that's just registered Democrats, are showing up to the primary. That's such a small amount of people that are deciding for the whole. Um, and why is that? It's because they've been lured to sleep by the Democratic establishment. It's because they haven't been uh, served well. They feel like they aren't being listened to. So it's easier for them to just fall back and not even be in the game. They feel like it's not going to affect them either way. So they don't want to get involved. And that's where we come in. That's why we're using the music. That's why we're using uh, social media and um, memes and art and fun. And when it was safe parties um, to, you know, bring people in. So I also want to say, like, you know, from this time, one of the ways that we know it's working is, you know, from this time last year when we started out. 
our campaign. And mind you, we're already doing political work before this. But already in this time, we've seen, I actually had our first candidate that was inspired by our run win uh, an election um, for city council in Maryland. Um, and that's just the first person that, that told, told us that. So that's amazing. And um, we've had other people that are, you know, running now that said, hey, you're, you know, you're a big inspiration and they're going off and doing dope things. And that's the plan. That was the whole plan to get more people involved, to get more people excited, more people telling us, hey, I voted. I'm, I'm watching this. I'm reading this. I'm, you know, we're planting that seed um, and reaching a new crowd, which, you know, this is a long game. So right now it might seem like it's a small crowd of people that are the outliers, the outsiders. But in 20 years, these people will make up the majority of the voting block. I realized that now more than ever, the city needs leadership that is willing to put the power back in the hands of the people and not in the hands of the elite, not in the hands of the police, not in the hands of the uh, business class, but in the hands of the actual people that deserve a chance to, um, you know, have themselves represented, that deserve a chance to have the best life possible, a utopia, which is what we're focusing on. Like, this is what it's about. Like, this utopian love that we can get to, pushing there. All right, let's let's get into some of these questions, I guess, and we'll see how we how we feel about those. What is one thing people can do to help their community every day? My f- answer to that is to spread love. You know, like one of the best things that you can do to help your community is spread love. And again, with the spread love stuff, it sounds cliche, but I love talking about it because um, it it's so it really is the key and. Um, Here's how. I have a song that says, spread love just like a virus. Uh, spread love just like a virus. Real loud can't be quiet. Hey, real loud can't be quiet. Uh, spreading love just like a virus. Spreading love, spreading love just like a virus. Uh, real loud can't be quiet. Yeah, real loud can't be quiet. And basically what that means is the same way that a virus spreads, the same way that love spreads, is the same way that hate spreads as well. So you might see somebody in your community and just by saying hi to them, you don't know how more welcome that made them feel. Just by um, holding the door open for them, you don't know how um, positive that might have been for them. Just by asking somebody how their day was or smiling at them, um, you know, checking in on your neighbors, um, just being a kind person, that really goes a long way. Like sometimes that just really is all that people need to keep them going. And and I feel like people for looking at a place to start, if you start just spreading love to others, checking in on the elders in your community, making sure that they can they have that they're not lonely, that they have um, you know, access to the things they need access to, you know, making sure that um, you know, your your block is clean and that um, people feel safe, you know. Just that alone goes a long way. So, And I feel like from there is a great starting point to know how to help people. Because a lot of times when people want to help, they're like, oh, I want to help. I want to help. I want to help the community. So uh, I'm going to go to Africa and uh, 
uh, help some kids, which is like, that is great. I don't want to downplay that at all. That's great. But you could literally start in your own uh, apartment, own building, own neighborhood, and just being kind, spreading love to people there. Like those people need love too, right in your own area. And so making that hyper local fo- focus is super important. It's something that I've even noticed with you know, running for office and dealing with community on a large scale. Sometimes it's so easy to think of things in a large scale that you forget about, oh, wait, what about this actual person in this actual house that lives in this room today? How are they doing today? Like just really making it that simple. And like sometimes, yeah, it's worth it just to focus on one person. It's worth it just to focus on one family and really help those people out. Like that means a lot to people. Like people appreciate that. They never forget that, you know? And it sometimes has more impact than when we try to help so many people at once. So um, that's something big that people can do. And and I, I love that strategy because if we all did that, we would all be helping everyone. You know, if we all took a piece of that, we would all be helping everyone. Why is it time to fund the people? <laughs> Paper, yeah. It's time to fund the people right now. You know, it's time. We got to <laughs> pay for Yeah. The families at home, they deserve, they deserve actual uh, support. They deserve real support. <laughs> pay for Yeah. You feel like, first off, when it comes to taxes, you, if you live in New York, you're given three to four months of all, every, all of your work straight to the government straight to the government and that's between the city state federal three to four months no 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 what are we getting back for that streets police schools and i i feel like there's no one who's like oh yeah all of this stuff is like oh it's perfect it's like we actually have to put hands in the money of people and let them make the decisions on what to do with that and then on top of that this city has been so focused on money and funds. I mean, if you want to use the bathroom right now in the city, you have to buy something. Just to use the bathroom, which is a human right, like a human necessity, we need money. You can't use the bathroom outside. It's illegal. It's just, you can't just you know, take, a, take a leak um, in the middle of Times Square. You have to go in somewhere. But that costs money. Um, so we have to provide actual solutions for people. Uh, meet them where they are. You know? And we got to try try new things. We've tried the same old, same old. And where has it gotten us? Massive unemployment. Um, businesses closing. You know? Uh, we need actual change. So that's what this is about. That's why we have to fund the people. Now, I, I want to talk about that more soon. So but we're going to fund the people. Ha, pay for, yeah. Hey. We're going to fund the people. What are some lessons we should take from a year like 2020? So many lessons. It's like, wow, where to begin this whole podcast could be about that. I mean... The first one, I'll start with the deep one. The first one would be to um, 
watch who you have in power because we see with 2020 the people who normally in are are in power and kind of like yeah they're controlling things but things are mainly business as usual um it kind of you know would go under the radar for example a lot of these governors of a lot of these states you're not even thinking about what they're doing though their offices have a lot of power based on commerce, based on transportation and trade and all of these things. There's kind of a status quo that exists that it's like, okay, it's fine. But now they're being measured by how many people they keep alive. Now they're being measured by how many businesses are staying open, evictions are happening, the police brutality, all of these things kind of like became a big thing in the media at once. But they've always been there and people haven't been focused on them. Uh, and because of that, now we're in a situation where all these people are in power and we don't agree with their decisions. But because so few people uh, took seriously their power, we're, you know, having to deal with the consequences of that. So that's one thing I would learn from 2020. I would also say um, just to be ready and to, to really live in the moment because it's so easy to think, oh, this will be here forever. Things will always be like this. I'll do this next year. I'll do this next month. And it's like, no, you know, live in the moment because you don't know. You know, you really have to just seize the moment and live in that and enjoy that. Could you tell us a few of the reasons why you're running for mayor? One of the main things that inspired me was the lack of love that I see in the just our current elected officials, our current mayor, and um, the other people that are running, you know, it's such a lack of focus on love, a lack of focus on compassion, and uh, bringing people together and, you know, which is what we need more than ever, you know, and I, I said this during the, during the beginning of the pandemic, they proved during the this pandemic that if they want to keep us separate, they can keep us separate. They can give us lockdowns. They can put stay-at-home orders. They can deem certain businesses essential, other ones non-essential. So under that same token, if they wanted to, they could also bring us together. If they can separate us, if they have the power to separate us, they can use their powers to separate us, literally go against human nature. We're, we're, we're social beings if they can go against our nature and separate us then they can find ways to bring us together to help us to end uh, homophobia and transphobia and racism and sexism and ageism and um, so many other social issues that we have dealing with people um, you know the divorces and um, family love and all of these things there's ways that we can actually bring the people together but we're not focused on that right now it's a contest of who can do the best job of separating people and keeping them apart when really it should be who can who can you know make sure that we stay safe but still recognizes the importance and the gravity of not only maintaining the same amount of connection that we had before the pandemic but honestly increasing that 
to another level so we can have more love, more connection, more unity as a, a people and really strive for um, this higher level of consciousness, you know, raising the collective consciousness of the city of New York. We can do that and we have to put the focus on that. So that's one of the main reasons that I'm I'm running and, and, and one of the messages that just isn't being said. And, and if it is, it's not going to be delivered in the way that we're delivering it. So, <laughs> paper, yeah. It's our time. See, see. ¿Cuál es la mayor diferencia entre usted y los otros candidatos? Gracias. Uh, bueno, pues... Me gusta... Todos. Y... Um, porque... Tengo amor para toda la gente. Pero... La mayor diferencia es que tenemos amor, tenemos pasión y uh, no sé, creatividad para crear cosas nuevas para esta ciudad. Porque it's our time. Have paper, yeah. What would be some of your top priorities as mayor of New York City? You know, one that just jumps out at me first that is uh, creating a greener New York. Um, I feel like that goes a long way with so many things, with housing, with the economy, with education, with uh, health care with mental health, with love, with spreading love, you know, with tourism. I think having a, a greener New York, you know, converting some of our streets to, um, to gardens, um, you know, finding ways to create more parks, creative solutions for more trees, um, more animals, uh, more love, you know, we have to have, we have to have a greener New York and that has to be a priority, you know, because we, we put so much energy into construction, which is super important, but that same energy needs to be put into, um, you know, nature and preser preserving nature. So that is something that's uh, super important to me. Um, housing, you know, making sure that everyone in New York has a place to call home, a place to rest their head, a place to uh, fix their breakfast and fix their dinner, a place to raise their children. That's important to me. And that's something that I think we can do. Ha, paper, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so those were some thoughts that wanted to share um, and kind of just sharing them as they come. Listen, thank you all so much for being here. This has been amazing. We're gonna have so many dope episodes um, we're going to be at the Love Gallery, which is open now. Uh, when you're seeing this, it's open now, 1254 Myrtle Avenue. Uh, so come by. There's going to be some vintage clothes. There's going to be dope vibes. Love. We're doing community stuff there, too. You can find out about the campaign there. So um, we're going to be doing episodes there. We're going to try to go out in the street and talk to community members. 
Um, we're gonna we're planning on have some guests. Y'all know I got some you know some dope friends and uh, politicians and artists. So we're gonna have some guests and um, yeah, we're just gonna make it funky. We're gonna play some music. We're gonna try new things. We're gonna do some dances. Um, yeah, we're gonna get different beautiful people on here. So I hope y'all are excited about that. And we got a lot of heavy topics that we can get into. And the beautiful thing about this podcast is we can go anywhere from pop culture to uh, hardcore political analysis. So we're going to be everywhere in there. Sports as well. Uh, fashion, um, when it makes sense. So if you want to find out how to help, if you want to join in, um, because we're doing amazing things, you can go to paperboyprints.com. Ha <laughs> paper, yeah. And click volunteer if you want to volunteer. Definitely fill out that form. There's a lot of, uh, that's how we're, you know, getting people to help. Um, also, you can join our Discord there too. We also are having food distributions with our food NYC. Um, so on Wednesdays, that's happening. So uh, shout out to our food NYC. And we also just started a new community fridge right outside of the Love Gallery. So if you have uh, food that you want to donate, you can just put it right in the fridge. Shout out to Not Safe Media um, for showing us love and and being a friend of the podcast it's our time yo listen there's gonna be a lot more of these to come so get ready this is just kind of like a tester so we're working out the kinks but there's gonna be more podcasts and we're gonna hopefully try to do them what, what are we thinking like maybe weekly i think weekly is like realistic and we, we get it to a format it should be pretty boom boom in and out so all right one love it's our time. I'll see y'all soon. Yo, Paperboy 2021. We're doing it. Boom. Oh.